Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019, I'm Hannah Newhouse here in the Motor Racing Network's Concord location, joined as always by Kyle Rickey up in Connecticut and Racing action was full swings at all levels this weekend, including up in Canada as the NASCAR Pinty Series took the Autodrome shoddy air. And usually it's the veterans that run up front and battle it out for a win, but the new kid on the block ended up in victory lane, Kyle. Yeah, Raphael Assard making his series debut in the NASCAR Pinty Series, led a majority of the laps and picked up the rain-shortened race uh, victory. I think there was rain-shortened by about 14 laps, holding off Kevin Lacroix, Alex LeBay, Andrew Ranger and Alex Tagliani, another great race. It always is when the NASCAR Pinty Series comes to town, especially at Autodrome Chaudière. That's where that series shines at some of Canada's shortest racetracks. And uh, another great race this past weekend. And I believe he's the first person to have won in his debut in the past 15 or so years, um, 17 years old. Obviously, Rafael is from that area, Autodrome Chaudière being his home track, but had never made a Pinty Series start. Yeah, he grew up right up the road from Autodrome Chaudière from Quebec, and but uh, did a lot of late model racing, a lot of short track racing. But this is his first, I guess you call it a National Series start because it is NASCAR's National Series up in Canada and obviously made the most of knowing that racetrack and and watching those cars for many years. Uh, he adapted well, but I mean, he's had a lot of practice here in the last couple months. He's run in the Arca race at Pocono. He ran in a truck for uh, DGR Crosley at the Iowa Speedway. Um, he's been in a host of different races this year. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's had some practice leading into uh, to the event. No doubt about that. And for being 17 years old, he's seen a lot of success on a lot of different ranks throughout NASCAR. So we'll have Rafael Lassard on the show a little bit later to talk about that win. But also, the short tracks across the country were also um, full of racing action this past weekend, including one of the most popular ones here on the East Coast, South Boston Speedway, where the second part of the Triple Crown was taking place. The Thunder Road Harley-Davidson 200 for the NASCAR Wheelan All-American Series Late Models, part of the Virginia Triple Crown, of course, the Third and final leg of the Triple Crown is at the Martinsville Speedway in October and will be live here on the Motor Racing Network. Peyton Sellers held off a late race charge by Lee Pulliam. 
Lee was right there. I think he needed maybe one more lap. He was held up uh, by uh, a younger driver that was racing him pretty hard for the third position, or I guess it was the second spot on the racetrack, and uh, lost a bit of time, and he's wishing he had one more lap. He was not happy after the race, but Peyton Sellers uh, picking up yet another win in this prestigious event at the South Boston Speedway, a race that featured a pretty serious mid-race accident. In fact, 13 cautions, two red flags. It took a long time to complete, but uh, an amazing finish when all was said and done. I'd seen a picture that gotten tweeted. Um, we were actually obviously at Chicagoland this past weekend yep. with the Motor Racing Network, and I saw the picture of that wreck on the front stretch, yeah. and you couldn't even fit all of the cars that were involved in that wreck in one photo frame. Definitely looked uh, interesting on how that all happened. And also, there was a pretty big storm that took place at South Boston as well, right? Yeah, it, uh, there were some reports, I believe it was on Friday, that a possible tornado or some really serious windstorm went through uh, the racetrack property. A lot of tents were blown around, a little bit of damage to, to teams' toolboxes. Um, everybody, for the most part, escaped without major damage. But, uh, yeah, there was some reports that uh, they weren't sure if it was a tornado or not, but some pretty severe winds went through the property as teams were getting ready to practice. Well, that storm must have taken a hard left-hand turn and came to Chicagoland because I thought that's what was going to happen to the entire cup garage on Sunday for that storm. It was absolutely insane. So um, We had it up here, too. Uh, Thompson Speedway was supposed to run on, on Sunday night, and we had a pretty serious windstorm with rain coming down sideways running at Thompson on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, they had to pull the plug because of that storm. Yeah, crazy. Mother Nature, she, she's she been so good to us the last couple weekends, and she just had to remind us that at the end of the day, we are a sport that is weather-dependent. But we will have Peyton Sellers, the winner of that South Boston Late Model Stock Race, on when we return after the break. But first, we'll talk to Raphael Lassard when we return. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Get ready for the holiday weekend. If your check engine light is on, now's the time to find out why. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let us scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Pinty Series was in action this past weekend up at Autodrome Chaudière up in Quebec. And the new kid on the block found his way into victory lane as Raphael Lassard captured the victory in his series debut. And we are joined on the guest line by this past weekend's winner. Raphael, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. On this show. Now, this was your series debut. Did you think that you would find your way into victory lane in your first race with the Pinty Series? Well, that was the plan, just like every other race as I did. But uh, I didn't think so because uh, there there's a lot of good drivers in that series. And 
there's some drivers that have been doing uh, that have won championship in this series and have been doing it for so long. So they they have a lot of experience. But uh, after practice, I was pretty confident on, about our long run speed and qualifier. I knew in qualifier we were not going to be that great because every time with new tire on it, take it took like 15 laps to come in and then it would be like a rocket. But yeah, so we qualify six. And I made my way up uh, to the front on that 140, and then we never looked back. Just kept going. What goes through your mind on lap 286 when the caution flag comes out and then the red flag comes out because it's raining? At that point, did you know whether you guys went back to green or not that you had a car that could win that race? Uh, yeah, I was pretty pretty confident because uh, – I was saving the whole time on when I was leading, and uh, there was a bunch of cautions in that race, and I had like 10 restarts uh, beside the Andrew Ranger, Kevin Lacroix, and those, oh, there was like nobody that could really get close to us. So, I mean, I, I was pretty confident. I wanted to go to go back green because uh, it's, it's never, you, you never want to win a race that way. You always want to, complete all the laps and then get the checker but yeah it it just that the rain was coming and it, it just kind of all in all we're the, we're the winner so that's all that matters <laughs> in the recent in the recent words of uh brett moffitt it's not the way you want to get a win but a win is a win um, exactly. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you're from Canada, obviously, originally. You've moved down to the States um, a couple years ago, ran super late models, ARCA, k down here. How did this opportunity, though, come about to team up with LP Dumoulin and run in the Pinty Series this past weekend? Well, uh, like this year, I wasn't sure about anything about my racing career. Uh, in January, I was I had nothing going on pretty much. And... We actually came on board with Todd Bush Motorsports in the truck series for three races. And then I uh, did some ARCA race with uh, B, uh, KBR. And, I mean, it, everything went pretty well. I finished all my races. And we were always uh, showing speed. And like a Pinty's race, I've grown up at this racetrack in Autodrome Chaudière. And I grew up watching those guys when I was, like, 10 years old coming to this racetrack and just trying to I was oh, I told myself when I was younger that I was going to race it and compete against those guys one day so the opportunity came and it's it's more seat time for me so I'm trying to get as much seat time as I can and with the sponsor I have and the partners I I, I have so this some the Société du Jacques my sponsor that uh, that was on, on board with us last weekend just uh, made, made me a, a great deal and uh, gave me an awesome opportunity to go compete in the Pinty Series, and we ended up winning. So that was uh, – it's, it's just awesome. I can't believe it. You, you just mentioned you grew up just up the road from Autodrome Chaudier. Uh, how, how much experience do you have at that racetrack outside of the race over the weekend? And do you, do you think that you were a bit more comfortable – going into the race weekend, knowing that, you know, you know the facility, you, you know how to get around uh, that racetrack, even maybe with minimal track time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was pretty confident. But the racetrack changed a, 
a lot. Like the past few years, I haven't, like the past three years, I haven't raced a whole lot there. But it it seems like the asphalt got a little bit older and you can, you can move around a lot more. So I was pretty confident. And I won my first races ever at my 12th birthday. So at this racetrack. So it was, it was awesome to be back in Victory Lane there. Now you have racing, you know, you moved down here, you were 15, I think. I think you were like, what, 15, 16 when we were teammates racing super late models? Yeah, yeah uh, 15 or 14 or 15. And you were yeah. still taller than me. It doesn't take much. But you came down here, raced <laughs> super late models, saw a lot of success. Obviously, you've moved up to K&N and trucks um, since then. What does a Pinty's car compare to handling-wise to any of these cars that you've raced previously? Um, I would say it's a little bit more like uh it's nothing like a super late, that's for sure, because the super late are so, so, they're not very heavy, and they're just so fast through the, through the corners. And I was in more like an Arca car and a Canon car. It's uh, just a very heavy car, and not a whole lot of brakes. The brakes are a little bit worse than the, the Arca car, and a little bit less power, so more like a Canon. And the suspension are not as as good as a an Arca car and a Canon car, so it was it was kind of a a big boat, but they 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 get around show zero pretty fast, so it was it was a lot of fun. We were talking before the break all the different types of cars and and all the different series that you've competed in this year, the NASCAR Kane and East Race at Bristol. We saw you and have seen you in a couple of Arkham Menard Series events, including the race a couple of weeks ago in Pocono, three NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series races. What's next for you? What's left on your 2019 calendar? Right now, I got some lane model race in Chaudier. Uh Still this year, I think I got three more. And I got two more uh, NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series race. I got the August 15th Bristol with Cowboys Motorsport. And I got the Mossport with DGR in August, I think. Awesome. Well, again, congratulations on your win this past weekend at Autodrome Chaudier. Really cool to see that whole story play out. And best of luck to you the rest of the season. Thank you very much for your time. Awesome. That was Rafael Lassard, the winner this past weekend in the NASCAR Pinty Series up at Autodrome Chaudier, capturing the victory in his series debut. But when we return, we'll talk to a veteran of the late model stock world, Peyton Sellers, who captured the victory this past weekend at South Boston Speedway. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The second race of the Virginia Triple Crown Series was this past weekend at South Boston Speedway, where the Speedway hosted a 200-lap late model stock event. And for the second year in a row, Peyton Sellers found his way into victory lane at this event, and he joins us now on the guest line. Peyton, welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast, and thanks for coming hey. on. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Sounds like it was a pretty intense last couple laps there. Lee Pulliam in the rearview mirror. Uh, talk me through those last couple laps and coming to the checkered flag to get that second straight event win. It was. You know, we uh, we set ourselves up and just had good track position right at the end of the race. Prior to that, we had been, you know, re- really struggling to get track position. We had a fast car, but the way we do the uh, lining up for the restarts now, we have a cone restart. So when you pick the high side or the low side, um, you kind of pick a line and have to go with it. And we kept looked like we drew the wrong line each time. So finally, we lined up second with 16 laps to go, and Lee Williams on the inside. So you got you know three-time national champion to the inside of you. You got me kind of defending the track title, and it's a points night for us as far as South Boston goes. The first leg of the Virginia Triple Crown. There's a lot on the line, so I knew I couldn't screw things up. We got a good restart, got in front of Pulliam, and and was able to lead the last 16 laps. Did you, you you said in your post-race interview that that Lee could have got into you in that last corner, the last lap. I mean, he was closing quick. Were you ready for that uh, in the seat going into that final corner? Uh, I knew what the potential was. I knew what was on the line. And uh, anytime you got $10,000 on the line and and as big a points day as it was for all of us and the prestige behind it, you know, it's a big event. It's the biggest event, you know, for South Boston for the year. Um, Lee made a pretty good dive at me and came up just a little bit short. Just as his momentum was given out down in the center of the corner, I was back to the gas. So it, it, the timing worked out perfect. Um, I, you know, I don't know if he could have went in a little deeper or if he drew breaks to, to keep from wrecking us both. But whatever happened, we were able to gap ourselves just a little bit there right in the middle of the corner after he had been, you know, kind of dove in for us. Now, we got to see some pictures on social media. Um, I was in Chicagoland this past weekend, and that was yeah. actually where some of the talks of the garage is this multi-car wreck that happened early on in the race. Um, do you happen to know the start of that and essentially what caused it? You know, I've heard a lot of different guys talking about it. Um, they had a couple restarts that didn't take off as well. Um, Philip Morris was leading early in the race, and I know he kind of, manipulated to start a time or two and they, they threw out a caution but i think the larger wreck um started i know ty gibbs was kind of in the back of the field at that point he had gotten caught up in a wreck and, and he was kind of in the middle of it but i don't know if it was his fault or not without seeing a replay of it. i know it started about where ty was at and, and there was a lot of good cars right around him though you've mentioned points a, a couple of times now obviously this is a, a maximum point race for you with a, a very healthy field of cars for 200 laps you're the point leader at South Boston. You're also the point leader in the Division One NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series as we enter the month of July. Is that something you look at? Is that something you have already looked at? And, and do you possibly change up your summer schedule now because of that? You know, we, we have had a few off weekends this spring. We, we took a few weekends off and chose not to race. There was a weekend where there was no race anywhere on the East Coast that, that we took off. Um, now we've kind of settled in South Boston usually races twice a month. And unfortunately, a lot of their races are just single races. So 
it does put us in a mode of, you know, if we're still contending for a national championship later in July and early August, it's going to force us to have to go find races at twin or twin races. Uh, you know, Langley Speedway is about four hours from home. Motor Mile is about three hours. Uh, Dominion Raceway is about three hours. And those guys are having a lot of twin races. So um, we'll definitely compete in South Boston for the track title with, with the twin nights. But, you know, if we get down in the pinch, we're going to have to go chase twin races. Now, on that notion of points, and you talked about how competitive the field was at this 200-lap event, but it seems to be that you guys actually pull a very regular um, and decently-sized field for your late-model stock division, and some have coined it as maybe one of the most competitive, consistent fields for late-model stocks. Um, Being a reigning track champion, would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. We've got, you know, four or five guys. Um, you know, Lee Pulliam races there every week. Philip Marsh is there on most every week. Uh, myself, we've got Mike Looney, who's won a lot of races at Motor Mile. Uh, there's a lot of good guys and a lot of young guys come up that makes them a lot stronger. Um, typically, we have, you know, 14 to 18 cars each week. And on any given week, 10 or 12 of them can win the race. So very competitive fields. They invert. We have short races. We have 75 lappers. And, uh, you know, we do twin 75s or a 100-lapper. Uh, Saturday night was kind of unique, and it was a little bit of a challenge for the local guys being a 200-lap race because we're not used to that many cars putting rubber down. We had 31 cars here Saturday night, and it was a lot more rubber on the track, so the characteristic changed quite a bit um, throughout the race. So, you know, the local guys were a little bit of a disadvantage because you wasn't sure which way the track went. You, you thought, hey – this is the way the track normally goes, but now it's taking a lot more rubber and, and the outside's coming in a lot better. So, um, you know, with that being said, the local guys got through for a little bit of a loop this past week. But on average, you know, we've got a lot of competitive cars that anytime they go out to other tracks and race, you know, Martinsville has a big race every fall when the local guys go to Martinsville every year. Usually you see a lot of South Boston guys in the top 15 or 20 cars. Austin Baxton, uh, Pulliam, yep. Morris, uh, Trey Cruz, all part of the battle right now every week at the South Absolutely. Boston Speedway. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Triple um, Crown, Martinsville Speedway coming up here in a couple of months. The uh, the Valley Star Credit Union 300, mm-hmm. you finished fifth there a year ago. The track announced some changes a couple of weeks back, including two breaks at lap 75 and 150, an increased purse, lap money, your thoughts uh, on the changes at what is uh, your home racetrack uh, being from Danville? Yeah, it's all positive. You know, uh, late model stock racing is, is a hotbed around here. There's, you know, there's 130 late model stock cars racing on any given weekend in, in about 13 different tracks in our region. Um, Martinsville is kind of the, the premier. It's a Super Bowl for everybody. You know, everybody kind of reigns in on that one race and, um, focuses and gives it all they got. You know, that's when motors are getting freshened up, new chassis are coming out. You know, a lot of effort goes into it. Well, now that they've increased the purse, it used to be a little bit of a rate waiting game. You'd kind of save some tire, you'd, you'd play around, you'd be there at the end and, and try to put on a race. Well, now they're they're putting lap money up, so $25 a lap to lead the laps and, you know, $2,000 at halfway. And, uh, you know, it definitely makes it a challenge. There's a $5,000 award for the pole award. So, um Clay Campbell and his group over there, they have really kind of upped the ante for, for short track racing. And, you know, it's not a moment too soon. You know, this race paid 25000 for the last 20 years or so. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about getting that grandfather clock. But they've done a really good job with the program they put together for this coming up race. And that race being one of the ones I always look forward to. Obviously, the Motor Racing Network has covered it 
uh, the last couple years, yeah. I believe. I've been on the broadcast last year and looking forward to it this year. Um, always one of my favorite ones to go watch. It was it was a bucket list track of mine and an event mm-hmm. prior to moving here, and it's it's always put on a good show. But Peyton, thank you so much for joining us again. Congratulations on your win this past weekend, and uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. That was Peyton Sellers on the guest line, the winner this past weekend at South Boston Speedway. Uh, when we return, we'll talk about some more local racing on winners who found their way into victory, as well as the k West winners from Douglas County. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Give your vehicle a spot-free shine with Turtle Wax Ice Wash and Wax. On sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts for just $4.99. That's a 50% savings. For an unbeatable shine, just wash, rinse, and dry with Turtle Wax Ice Wash and Wax. Just $4.99 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Legato to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want the championship, baby? Yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The NASCAR Caden Pro Series West was back in action this past weekend at Douglas County Speedway out in Oregon. And it was Derek Krause who made a hard charge all race weekend long, qualified on the pole, also collected the win, followed by Jagger Jones, Haley Deegan, Trevor Huddleston and Brittany Zamora rounding out the top five. Krause still maintains that points lead. Also, some more of NASCAR International Series were in action as the NASCAR Euro Series took to the racetrack this weekend, Kyle. Yeah, they were at the OMB Max Motion NASCAR Show weekend at the Autodrome Most in the Czech Republic. Uh, on Saturday in Elite One, it was Nicola Roca taking down the win over Steins Longgen. And on Sunday in Elite One, it was Lauren Hazeman picking up the race win over Steins Longgen. One note, Alain Day had issues in, in that second race, finishing 22nd, really took a big hit in the championship standings. Longgen has a 17-point lead now over Roca, 19 points over Alain Day, their next event, the Grand Prix at the Netherlands at Raceway Venray on July 14th, one of the few oval races that they'll run this season. You can watch it on fanschoice.tv. I know Maya Snyder had tweeted, obviously didn't compete this past weekend, but was looking forward to uh, running that oval because that he feels like he's yeah. got an upper hand there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys in Europe obviously grew up racing supercars and such and and not a lot of oval presence on that part of the world in motorsports everything's road racing so uh this is a kind of a novelty for this series at raceway venray so it'll be fun to watch uh, see how how the, the the european drivers that like to turn right and left have to now deal with an oval 
Well, speaking of races to look forward to, also the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour back in action this up-and-coming weekend at Riverhead. This marks the halfway point for their season. Right now, Kobe still leads over Ron Silk by 31 points, followed by Bonsignor, Pitcat, and Craig Lutz. Yeah, very competitive season. I think it's Doug Kobe's to lose right now. Uh, we've watched him the last couple of years come from deep in the standings to win. So now that we're at halfway and he's the championship leader, it's going to be really tough to catch him here in the second half of the season. That kicks off this Saturday at the Bull Ring in Riverhead. Looking forward to it. You can catch that race on Fans Choice TV. But lots of racing action this up-and-coming weekend. Make sure you get out to your local short track. Support your local racers. And we will see you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. For Kyle Ricky, I'm Hannah Newhouse. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Go sit by the pool now. No, I got to do my podcast. Who you got? Tyler Ankrum. Cool. Yeah. All right. I might go take a nap. Actually, I think Alex Bowman's here, so maybe I'll go screw up Woody's interview. Do it. He'll get pissed. Woody will get pissed. Alex will think it's funny. Yeah, I know. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com.